Happy Tuesday to everybody. We are 11 days away from game day. Arkansas versus Cincinnati. I'm so pumped for football season. Uh, I, we mentioned on yesterday's episode that week zero is this week, so we get Vanderbilt in Hawaii. Like that's that's somewhat exciting, but it's Vanderbilt in Hawaii. So how excited hey, can you get? Let's let's not sleep on uh, the Dublin game either. Nebraska Northwestern. That's even more boring than Vanderbilt Hawaii because you know <laughs> that game's going to be like three nothing going into halftime. And they probably punted like seven times in the first half. Hey, football in Ireland. It's it's novel. It is not at all. Like that's that's another thing is why is it in Ireland? Like I, I I haven't looked into that game at all, but it's like you could have a decent crowd, at least if you're at Nebraska, if that game is in America at one of these schools. Like I think for the most part, neutral site games are so stupid because you're just making the crowd travel. Like a home crowd in college football, there's not many things like it, you know? It's like there's NFL crowds, there's college crowds. College crowds just go to a different level so i'm with you okay um but anyways happy tuesday everybody and uh, this is the second daily edition of the gridiron hogs podcast mason choate that is me hogbeat managing editor and then we got robert stewart um you might know this duo from the diamond hogs podcast and now we're doing the gridiron hogs podcast so uh be looking out for it every day um throughout football season we're gonna be doing it we're going to be doing it every day, 15 to 20 minutes. Doesn't take a whole lot of your day, and you're getting great information from practice, from games, from coaches, from players, all that great stuff. You can also get it at hogbeat.com. Go to hogbeat.com and subscribe, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. We have a great deal coming for people at the beginning of September. I'm telling you, it's a great deal. It will be worth your money. Like, It's going to be probably more money off than you're thinking. Like, If you're thinking – uh, I'll get half off a year. It's going to be more than that. I'm just telling you. It's going to be a great deal, and I'm excited for it. But, uh, Robert, so yesterday, Monday, first day of school, which means it's the first day that's technically not fall camp practice anymore because they were able to expand the roster past the 110 limit that they have during fall camp. And you know what that means. Dominique Johnson was on the field. That was the big news of Monday. Yeah, I mean, we we were right there in front of him. Uh, he was he was wearing the green jersey, so it's you know not cleared for contact yet. No no real worries there. I mean, we we've already known that he's not probably not going to be ready for uh, week one against Cincinnati. But yeah, I mean, he was right there in front of us doing those little stop and go drills. Uh, you tweeted that video out. Um, it's uh, it's good to see somebody who figures to be heavily in the mix back on the field. You know a week before, a week and a half, I guess, before game number one. Yeah, Dom- Dominic Johnson, he-, he was the RB1 for like the second half of last year. A great running back. You know, one of the things about him is he's up from 228 pounds to 247 pounds. I know that Jimmy Smith has talked about he's got to get some of that weight down, and he probably will. You know, he-, he hasn't been conditioning like the rest of the team has. He's just been running individual drills on his own, and the indoor is what we've heard. We haven't seen him until yesterday. And I'll say one thing, though. He had the brace on the right knee. He looked a little bit bigger. But, I mean, he was moving quick for somebody who missed the past two weeks and, you know, who's probably not going to be ready for week one. He was moving pretty good. And so I think that that's a a good sign for Razorback fans. It's a good sign that he was out on the field, that he was moving, 
He was running through the same drills that all the other running backs were. He was catching passes from the quarterbacks. Like, he was doing everything. He was running through the motions. And it didn't really seem like he was slowed up very much either. So, I I think all of those things are good signs. I don't know if he's going to play week one like you mentioned. But I think some of us were expecting maybe he won't even play until, like, week three, week four. It might be earlier than that now. Right. And we've mentioned this before, but that that's the luxury of the depth that the Razorbacks have at running back, right? I mean, there's no reason to rush him back if he's not 100%. Rocket Sanders seems like he's more than capable as an RB1. Uh, you've got A.J. Green back there. He's returning, too. And then uh, the the two new guys in, in Dominion and Joyner, uh, they – We've, we've heard good things about them so far. So, you know, um, great to see Dominique Johnson back on the field. Let's let's see him get back to 100% before he sees some game action, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I As you mentioned, they have that luxury. And another luxury of that, like you said, is that you don't have to force someone back quicker than you might want to. You have that depth where you can plug a Rocket Sanders in, and he's a great starting running back you know it's not like you're you're dropping down a level of talent when you're going from Dominique Johnson to Rocket Sanders they're more of like a 1A 1B type and then I mean AJ Green he's not that far away Rashad Dubinion we haven't seen him in game action on the collegiate level but we've heard a lot of great things about him as you mentioned James Jordan as well Um, I think it's more Dubinion as a true freshman than Joyner but um, we've heard that Joyner has you know a bright future and you're going to hear that a lot but Another injury thing, uh, Ricky Stromberg hyperextended his elbow in Saturday's scrimmage. His right elbow was heavily wrapped in practice on Monday. Um, he he didn't have a green jersey on. He was still running through the drills and everything. Like, he was out there during fastball. So, he was doing everything but heavily wrapped up on that right elbow. We talked to Bo Limmer yesterday. He didn't say anything about it. I don't really think we asked him. We asked him more about Patrick Kudis. Um, who has been running as the second team center? Kudis, he's just he hasn't been getting those snaps up, man. We watched him in practice yesterday. He was struggling a little bit. Um, we know he's 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 a true freshman. We know he's a good blocker. He can move well, but we haven't really seen it from him as far as snapping the ball. And Sam Pittman said he has he had troubles snapping the ball in Saturday's scrimmage. Limmer said that he has been running kind of as the backup center. So if 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 you're worried about you know, what happens if Ricky Stromberg gets hurt, he goes down, and you're thinking, well, they're probably going to throw Patrick Kudis in there because he's the second-team center. They, I mean, Limmer said he runs like 10 to 20 snaps of live snaps during practice every day at center. So I think that they would probably shift that guy over and bring up like a, a Tykees Crawford or somebody from the second team at right guard or something like that. The, the way that we've heard so much praise for, for Tykees Crawford makes it seem way more likely that we are going to hear from – or that, that he's going to move on to one of the ends. Somebody's going to shift in, and obviously Bo Limmer is going to play center. Those 10 to 20 snaps uh, per practice that don't seem irrelevant. And, you know, I, the, the question was, I think, you know, are you guys going to be okay if something happens to Ricky? And he was like, yeah, no, no problem. I got it. He said it's not his favorite, but – I, I think I think they'll be all right. And the and the another thing about it was he said that, you know, coming out of high school, that was something that he was comfortable with. He came in as a freshman looking to play center. And then he's kind of been he said he's kind of been the third team center the past two or three years. So it's it's not a guy who's just picking it up this year. He knows what he's doing. Um and you know, no offense to Kudus at all, because we've heard that Kudus is a, a great 
true freshman. Sam Pittman loves the guy, but he's kind of been thrown into this, hey, you're going to be the the center while we've got a little bit of injury problems. Because no, normally it would be Josh Street who's the second-team center. He wasn't at practice, hasn't been at practice for a few days now. So they're trying to figure that out. But kind of like the running back position, they do have depth on the offensive line. And I wrote a story about that on Monday over at hogbeat.com about the depth that they have. They're they're probably 10 deep if they're healthy. The issue is, is that they're not healthy, so it's probably more like seven or eight. And Sam Pittman said that he really is only confident in maybe six or seven. And so if they can be healthy, maybe those numbers go up. But that's to be determined. As far as other guys back out on the practice field, we saw Cade Renfro out there. He's a, a walk-on quarterback. Um, he had a scholarship at Ole Miss. So, But Arkansas, great at the quarterback position. You're not really worried about it. K.J. Jefferson, Malik Hornsby, Cade Fortin. But to see Cade Renfro back on the field, had the knee brace on because he tore his ACL in bowl practice, it was good to see him out there. And so – it's the, I think that it's good to see all those guys out there, um, the guys who weren't able to be in fall camp, because you know that they're just itching to get back on the field, and it, it sucks that they have to limit the numbers. Yeah, it does. You know, on on the on the injury front, real quick, we we heard from Terry Hampton yesterday the that that he dealt with both appendicitis and a torn ACL in high school it was pretty crazy, and then at Arkansas State to tear the other ACL, uh, that guy's been through a lot. Yes, yes. The appendicitis story thing was funny because he he asked he told Bob Holt he was like I had appendicitis I don't know if you know what that is and I, I'm sure he didn't pay attention to Arkansas football last year but we all heard the story of John Ridgeway getting appendicitis and then like two weeks later dominating against Texas so no offense to Terry Hampton he was out for nine weeks with appendicitis and John Ridgeway came back after like two weeks I I think John Ridgeway is just a completely different beast dude. Certified tough guy. Yeah, I we had we had someone who did an interview with him, and he said that his I think his favorite food to get was a triple cheeseburger from McDonald's. So, John Ridgeway, I miss that dude. It's it's unfortunate that we only got one year of John Ridgeway in Fayetteville. Mm. It was it was a mighty good year though. Yeah, it, it was fun to cover that guy. Someone, one of the media members said the other day, and this is I mean honestly this is kind of childish, but if anybody. If anybody was to wear the number 69, he would have expected it to be John Ridgway. Yes. Yeah. So that's uh, that's John Ridgway for you. As far as other guys that were back on the field, Jaden Wilson, he's been missing a little bit of time with a shoulder injury, redshirt freshman wide receiver. He was in a green jersey yesterday back at practice. A talented guy who could end up being good later on in his career, but the the receiver depth is so – there's so much depth at receiver this year. I mean, you saw Jaquelin Crawford enter the transfer portal. We didn't even mention that yesterday. Jaquelin Crawford entered the transfer portal. Um, he was a receiver, transferred in from Oklahoma, redshirt senior. Um, I think he only has like four catches in his career. And so it's just been a tough go at it for him. He was a four-star recruit. You know, I, I wish him the best wherever he ends up, but he probably wasn't going to play at Arkansas this year. And so – it's tough. Another on the receiver front, Chase Lowry, redshirt freshman. He was a defensive back. He's moved to receiver, changed numbers from 13 to 87. That was kind of a head scratcher because we were like, I don't know if you're gonna you're gonna play receiver this year, buddy. Maybe you should have played it, uh, stayed a defensive back. But you know, that's just a personal decision. Who knows what's going on in his head? Yeah, I mean the 
I don't have the depth chart in front of me. You you published this yesterday, but I, I'm thinking of all the freshmen who played with the twos, and and that's just that's just the freshmen. Like they, they're they're probably three, four, maybe even five dudes ahead of them on the depth chart. Like it's yeah. crazy. Well, I'm looking at it. So this is fastball, the fastball depth chart, second team, wide receiver, Keytron Jackson, Quincy McAdoo, Bryce Stevens. So two redshirt freshmen and a true freshman. And then on the third team, Sam Bakke, Isaiah Satania, and Harper Cole. So two true freshmen. Harper Cole, I think, is a redshirt sophomore, maybe? Harper Cole, sure. yeah, redshirt sophomore. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it, they're they're deep and they're also young, so that's a good thing. And, uh, of course, they have Hazelwood and they have Landers. But once you get past that, I mean, Warren Thompson is a little bit older, too. But the young talent that they have at receiver is really going to help them in the years ahead. They just got to have, you know, a consistent quarterback. Maybe Malik Hornsby can be that. Maybe a Malachi Singleton coming in in next year's recruiting class. Like, they're figuring it out. Like, they're building something at Arkansas. Barry Odom talked about it, how they're – he's – one reason that he wanted to stay here is because they're building something. And so, that is – that's a cool thing to hear that a coach doesn't want to go take a job somewhere else for his ego and just to have a head coaching job. He wants to help build something. I think that's what Barry Odom is doing. I think that's what Kendall Browles is doing. And we know that's what Sam Pittman's doing. So, yeah, I mean, I think about that, that question he got asked at, in Atlanta at media days, uh, it was about just, just recruiting and like, they didn't, they, these battles with, you know, the other big time schools around, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, A&M, Ole Miss, schools like that. Um, they they weren't battles. Now they're battles. They're competing. They're, they're competitive. And, that's how you build something. It is. Um, as far as other takeaways from practice yesterday, I think that's about all we had. Um, I think really the big thing is Dominique Johnson back on the field. That's big time for Arkansas, but we don't have a timetable on when he's going to return. Pittman said it before fall camp even started that he doesn't think Dominique Johnson is going to play against Cincinnati. Um, but I think Arkansas will be fine. That's the thing. It's like, Cincinnati's going to roll into town in 11 days. And Arkansas, I truly believe this, Arkansas is going to have the better team on the field, you know, as far as talent goes. And how often have you been able to say that in the past four years? Against, very. against a team like Cincinnati, which, yes, they're not a Power 5 team yet, but they made it to the college football playoff last year. And so when you're talking about a team who has has been there, who has been winning games, and to say Arkansas has the more talented team on the field, I, I, I mean, I truly believe that. You know, uh, right. Cincinnati lost a lot of talent, but I think Arkansas is like a, a touchdown favorite right now over Cincinnati. If you're if you're a betting man, and so seems like I heard that Cincinnati retained like every starter. Maybe maybe it's on the offensive side of the ball because I remember Sauce Gardner was one of the big guys that went in the draft. No, they did not retain every starter on offense either. Because just look at Desmond Ritter. He was their starting quarterback. And what did I hear that about? You might have heard it from their defensive line. I think they retained every starter on their defensive line. Okay. But if you're if you're worried about that, just think, well, Arkansas retained four of five starters on the offensive line, and one of them we've heard from other offensive linemen, he's basically a starter because he's just been playing with them for so long that they're it it wasn't even that big of a deal for Luke Jones to move into le- left tackle because he's just been there, you know. I think Arkansas is in a great spot. You know, they've got they've got more practice left, of course. They gotta finish this week off. They're gonna start Cincinnati prep on Thursday. 
and then they got a mock game on Saturday, which I wish we could just like be there and watch the mock game. I wish we could watch yeah. scrimmages, but even if it were like fastballs where we don't get cameras. Yeah. Just to be able to watch it and write stuff down on our notebook because no offense to, you know, who is there and taking down stats, but most of the stats we get are offense. And so, like, I wrote my my takeaways from last Saturday's scrimmage. And my big takeaway was that the defense shined in the scrimmage because Sam Pittman came and told us, like, hey, the, I think the defense played better than the offense today. The defense won the day. And then all the stats I had were just like offensive touchdowns. And somebody was like, how did the defense shine if all, all of the stats are offense? And I was like, that's all I was given because I wasn't able to watch. It would it would really be nice if we had numbers to back that up. But yeah. alas. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what happened at Monday's practice. We got practice today, um, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't think that we're able to watch practice on Friday. So Friday and Saturday is close to the media. Okay. Uh, Wednesday night, Sam Pittman live at the Catfish Hole. Interesting. If you want to go check that out, it's a little bit of a free plug for the Catfish Hole. You're welcome. <laughs> not, not that they need it because they're on like every Arkansas radio production ever, but um, that's interesting. That's always a fun thing. Sam Pittman live. Sometimes there's some good nuggets in there. Most of the time, he's just repeating what he says at press conferences, but sometimes there's some good nuggets in there. So uh, you can listen to that as well. And uh, yeah, go check out the Hogbeat YouTube. You can find this podcast. You can find press conferences. You can find practice video. Check out hogbeat.com. You can find my notebook from every practice. You can find stories about all kinds of stuff. Great recruiting content from Alex Trader. Today, I put out number three in my list of Arkansas's 10 most important players in 2022-23. Number three, Jaden Hazelwood. Before fall camp which is when i made this list i felt very confident about him being at number three now with all the wide receivers stepping up especially matt landers i don't know how confident i would feel about hazelwood being at three now i might i'm if if i could go back and change it which i can't because i've already released 10 through three i would probably move hazelwood down but here i am um i mean in theory it's your number one wide receiver so it is, and some somebody's got to be that guy, and it's it's got to be Jaden Hazelwood. So I'm just – I think Matt Landers is going to be really good. I think he is too. I think Matt Landers is going to go for like 750 yards and six touchdowns, like something like that. I – granted, I haven't covered fall camp before, but the praise I've heard for Matt Landers, it's creating a lot of excitement. It It is, and it's not like your normal praise for other players – because every single time someone talks about him, they talk about how fast he is. And these are not just like, you know, freshman guys who are just now seeing collegiate speed. This is guys who have played in the SEC for years now, and they're saying, like, this dude is fast. It, and it's Sam Pittman. It's Dominique Bowman, the defensive backs coach. Like, it, it's not just the players either. Like, the, the, the coaches are recognizing what a special talent this guy's speed is. Yeah. We need to do an episode where we like predict everybody's stats, like of the starters. Okay. Not not like offensive linemen, like Ricky Stromberg is gonna have six pancakes, not like that. <laughs> but we need to do we need to do like Rocket Sanders, nine hundred and forty seven yards, eight touchdowns, like something like that. That's not my okay. official prediction, but that's the idea. Example, I got you. I'm I can I can get behind this. Okay. All right, we will talk to everybody on Wednesday. 
But as of now, just get excited. 11 days until Razorback football. Tell your friends about the Gridiron Hawks podcast. It's available on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Get it there. Go listen to it. You can listen to it on your drive home from work. You can listen to it on your drive to work the next day, whenever you want. It's a thing now, daily Gridiron Hawks podcast with Mason Choate and Robert Stewart. Thank you.